Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wow, Matt. Fellow adventurers. Once again, we are playing as Sir Crokington. And we are in the headquarters of the Silver Quest. And we're... And there's a new adventure to... T oh, 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 the... The description of the womb has changed. This is a new description. It was added in after we finished the adventure marked. The head of a Mark Twoll. A beast of demise you brought about a few episodes back. Is affixed to a wooden plaque that hangs just, just above the mantle. Alright, now we can move on to the next adventure. It's called Dark Circle. It's by the mysterious VWK. And it's an Oakenstone mask inspired adventure. She who lay bare the sinister circle's very existence will face a swift and brutal redress. Now, I think I'm sure if you... If you search for Oakenstone Mask, or just Oakenstone, in, in the podcast list, you'll probably be able to find the original version of the, that adventure somewhere. I may or may not link to it. Anyway, let us begin. Normal or scouting? Eh, normal. Let us begin. So it begins. The village of Mar Marwain, North Stonewell. Bombgear levels an accusatory finger at you as he kicks closed the meeting house door. Inside the small wooden structure, the three other members of the village council rise from their chairs and swiftly move to encircle you. Do encircle you. Do you not think we would grow wise to your prying ways? exclaims Bramgear, his lengthy white light hair splashing over his now frail shoulders. You and those you undoubtedly serve are no better than we, the ones you will prosecute. So all is laid bare. Or is it? Let us make certain it is. Bramgear steps back from the three men. As the three men around close in, each of them now brandishing long, curved, black-bladed knives. The sacrificial blades of the Kurund. Now, that's the law book entry to the Kurund. The Kurund. The Kurund is a name given to a secretive religious order. Those members are dedicated to living their have dedicated their lives to worshipping and serving the dark god Joef. Although it is believed the number of current has dwindled perceptuously over the many centuries the order has been in existence, but not perceptuously enough, members of this sinister group can be found in all corners of the known world. Across almost every 
every walk of life. While the official ceremonial guard of the Quran consists of black hooded robes, or the very least, entirely black attire, members of the Dark Order strive to blend into the world around them, assuming normal professions and wearing normal clothing. Many believe the ultimate goal of the Quran is to, uh, is to find a way to allow Jaweth and his servants to enter the world, which I think would be a very, very bad thing indeed. It isn't known whether some Qurund wield a special dark magic, granted them due to their strong association with Jaweth and his minions, or spellcasters among the order simply make use of more traditional magical disciplines. Qurund have long been associated with throughout Swift. Tales of roaming ba bands of Kurund, robbing and murdering, are not entirely uncommon, particularly in the more remote corners of the world. Over the centuries, several prominent personages have been rumoured to have been allied with the Kurund, with, with a few who, few of those believed to have actually been MEMBERS of the Dark Order. There's another law book entry for the actual god. Let's read up on that. Jorlef is the dark god of enduring evil. Alright, being a bit honest there, aren't you? I mean, you'd. A, a, surely a truly evil god would say, I am, the I am the way, the truth, and the light, and I am all goodness. And then just go around killing people all the time. Though some question the existence of this deity, he is worshipped by a religious order known as the Qurund. Some believe that Jorath is one of the more powerful demon lords who directly serves the great demon Ichthyon, who is the big, the big bad of this entire setting, and I'm not going to get into that right now. came here at the request of an agent of the Thane, the Thane being Thane Poland in this case. The agent, at the Thane's direction, hired the Silver Quest and tasked the illustrious outfit with uncovering evidence of an evil, evil womb which have long lain hidden in this remote mining settlement. It would appear you just found what you came here looking for. Well... Oh, well, at least you're being honest about it, so that when I kill you, I won't, I won't have any doubts about it. So, Trithic, Silver Quest Headquarters. Several days ago, just prior to embarking upon your trek to Marwain, Brithwen, moving up from tending to the already impossibly... Looking up from tending to the already impossibly sharp blade of his sword... Again, thanks you for tackling the mission in Marwain. It's quick to point out that he would have seen to himself if not for a lingering injury in his white leg. He just wouldn't do for the quest to put forth anything less than his best possible showing, he says. After all, we're hardly the only adventurers for hire these days. But we're still the only ones worth hiring. Two days ago, one of Thane Poren's agents, a boisterous grey-bearded man named Polowan, hired the Silver Quest to investigate the village of Marwain, a remote mining settlement north of Stonewell. 
in the stone hills of northwest Tysa. According to Polwan, the Fane believes that a sinister presence may be lurking in the village. Polwan seemed all out of sorts, didn't he? asked Prithem, struggling as he returns to toiling away at his blade. Well, since it came from the Thane, it's hardly the sort of job we'll turn away. Well, who can say? There might be something to it. I do wonder, though, what makes them suspicious of the village. Oh, well. Polaron can keep his secrets. Best of luck out there, my friend. As you prepare to depart from Marway, dreading what promises to be a long, taxing journey to the northwest corner of the kingdom, you are pro approached by Teak. The once mem the once again member of the Silver Crest holds up both his there both his clenched, clenched fists and asks you to choose the the right or the left. Pick one of them says smirking. So I can go left or right or refuse to choose a hand. You know what? I'm not going to refuse to choose because it'll probably just uh... honestly uh... That, 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 I think there's a chance I'll get something. Anyway let's see. One or two chooses two so that means I'm going to choose the white hand. Teak opens his white hand, revealing a waven bone shard in the shape of a sword hilt. I think it might bring you a bit of luck, he says, smiling, as he hands you the shard. It's a hilt-shaped waven bone shard. Alright. This small shard of waven bone, in the shape of a sword hilt, was given to you by Teak, who seemed to claim that it would bring him good luck. Teak told you that he found the shard shard years ago who refused to to say just where that was when you inquire about about the piece of waven bone now resting in the palm of your hand teak tells you he's long carried it with him he's certain it's paid a role in various bits of good fortune he's experienced over the years found that years ago he says but don't ask me to tell you where it was because i won't do it I wasn't supposed to be there. Anyway, I want you to have it. You thank him. You thank him as you tuck the tiny shard safely amongst your belongings. I could ask him what was in his other hand, but he's not going to say, because... Well, well, okay, I'll ask him. Teak immediately shakes his head without opening a handy question. Places, places it into the tall pocket of his hide vest. It's not quite the same sort of sport if you expect me to answer something like that, he says, smirking. Well, don't fret. You made a good choice. Don't think you've anything to regret. And of course, if you want to find out what's in the other hand, you'll just have to play the game yourself. Or look it up on the wiki. But no, no, play the game yourself. Play the game yourself. Or maybe I got the other item in my in, in Zoop's adventure many several years back in this case listen to that one too maybe you did, maybe maybe you got a different item well you'll just have to see won't you but it might be the same or maybe soup refused to choose this is before setting off on what promises to be a lengthy trek to marwayne you bid farewell to your only fellow to your only 
fellow Silver Quest members currently present. Both Teak and Prithen wish you luck. Who, who the latter was quick to remind you somewhat needlessly. To say on your guard. Strange part of the kingdom out that way, says Pritham. Watch yourself. Don't get in over your head. Such a thing can ever be helped. Perhaps ask around a bit in Marwain. Seek out their village council and see if they know anything. No, and are willing to help tell you anything. My guess is you won't uncover much of anything. But if the matter is seemingly important enough for the Thane to take an interest, now can we at least not put forth a reasonable effort? The absurdity of Prithen, those litany of his embellished problems, have prevented him from even from tackling the most menial tasks. Talking about reasonable effort is almost enough to make you laugh out loud. Opting for decorum, you stifle the looming outburst and tell him you'll take every necessary precaution. As I knew you would, he says, meeting with Shawcross. Off to Marwain. Safe travels and a swift, victorious return. The village meeting house. Marwain, the present. Brungrain mutters something in a sinister foreign tongue, and motions to the three men closing in around you, the council members each brandishing the long, curved, black blades of the corund, spread out slightly, slightly as they continue to edge closer. We have arrived at the end of your inquiry, says Brungrain. His voice almost completely devoid of inflection. No, let's just say that I said it like that. <laughs> With your mind racing, you spin to face the closest of the three men closing in around you. The white-haired village elder, long a prominent member of the mining settlement's governing council, stares at you with contempt. His gnarled fingers wrapped tightly around the hilt of his black, black blade knife. Unbelievers are a plague! He hisses as he lunges at you. This is the village elder. And since he's a Kurund member, the only option is death. Of course, maybe we could figure out how these people became Kurund. I mean, presumably, like, presumably this Kurund works like other cults, is it's they find people who are. You know, uh, without much of a social network, love bomb them, and then when they're when they're in too deep, they introduce them to all the crazy stuff, all the evil maniacal stuff. That, or as is the case in most religion, people come into religion, and their parents were of that religion, and. They just got, they just got, they just got, they got that by the time, by the time they got exposed to any other, other, other ideology, they were already in too deep. Or something like that. Who knows, who knows. The old man swipes his his blade, deals you a brutal blow for nine damage. But I swamp him. I wallop him with my walloping walloper. And the, the smasher wallops your foe for 16 damage and it is, and he is slain. 2xp, the next man, white-haired and heavy-set, is almost instantly upon you, slashing out wildly with his long, curved, 
black-bladed knife. It's a village elder. Let us begin combat. Swipes you with his blade. I swap. I wallop with my club and is slain. Another 2xp. The third man, his face twisted into an expression of malicious glee, steps over the bloodied remains of his fallen cohorts and attacks. It's a village elder. Mm. Alright, it looks like these people are pretty fanatic, because they don't particularly care if they die. Because presumably they'll get some sort of really cool reward when they die. Possibly. Who knows? I, 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 I spend, I really, I really kill, I kill all these Quran people before I can ask them, ask them about the finer points of theology. <laughs> Swipes into his blade and is slain in two rounds. 2x key. 2xp. Bramger. His placid expression, betraying not a hint of emotion, draws a long iron wad and swiftly levels the device at you. A powerful wave of nausea instantly wells up within the, from within the core of your being. With your head swimming and your legs starting to buckle, you struggle to stave off the effects of the current leader's dark magic. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from Aura, 20 from Mind, 20 from Spirit. Gotta get 75 or more, or I'll be... Well, something bad will happen. Pick now. 92. Success. In a remarkable display of mental fortitude, you manage to fend off the more devastating effects of the current leader's powerful magic. Determined not to let Brown Girl make further use of the Iron Wad, you lunge forward to attack the startled leader. Elder, that is. Before you can reach Bramgear, the grey-bearded el Elmer falls back and slips to the west. His stoic expression transforms into a bitter scowl. A low, pulsing hum fills the room. You whip your head in the direction of the sound and find a large, black portal hovering against the wall to your right. A series of grim snarls erupt from the churning core of the magic gate. Come forth from your eternal prison, servant of Joeth, intones Bramgear as he backs across the room. I summon you, Casserel, widows of the vermin that defies our master. Oh. Bramgear cries out in agony and collapses to a heap on the floor. His body shudders violently with death as a deafening bellow fills the womb. His echoes reverberating through the timbered floor. Spinning to face the portal, you're horrified to find the inky silhouette of a massive spider emerging from the magic gate. Hmm. Considering he's been summoned by a Kawund, that spider probably isn't going to be friendly. As the, co as the chorus of unsettling sounds continues to spew from the portal, the large shadow spider swiftly and silently advances upon you, bent on executing the will of a master, both eternal and unforgiving. With nowhere to run, you defiantly hold your ground against the summoned menace. This is Kazuol the Fell, and it is time to begin combat.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The shadow spider relentlessly attacks you. The spider stimber stabs into your flesh. The body score helps you to avoid being paralyzed by the spider venom, but I still take six damage. The same again, but for eight damage. Oh, and the smasher wallops my foe for 13 damage. Keep going, keep going, and it is slain. Well, it stays slain. No, it doesn't. Five XP. The shadow spider collapses into an oozing heap, only to rise again moments later. It's spinning spindly legs and bulky torso no longer shadow but living flesh oh well that just makes killing you easier once again you find yourself struggling to fend off the massive spider savage attack it's carousel the foul but this time in a fleshy form begin combat the massive spider relentlessly attacks you i relentlessly attack it we're all being relentless here and it is slain. 6 XP. The massive arachnid's legs buckle and the creature collapses in a twisting heap, only to rise again moments later and resume its merciless attack. Crassus yell again. Third time's a charm, I guess. The shadow spider relentlessly attacks you. Oh, it stabs, stinger stabs into my flesh, but once again I avoid the paralysis, so I only take 6 damage. And again, for six damage, keeps going, keeps going, I keep going, and it is slain. Seven XP. The massive spider again staggers back and collapses to the floor, its wound widdled torso oozing a thick, green, foul-smelling ichor. Stepping away from the spider's twitching corpse, you glance to your right and spot Bramgear sprawled out, face down on the floor, his wagged breathing, audible even from where you stand. A glutteral snarl echoes through the meeting house. You snap your gaze back to the remains of the spider, only to find the hideous creature is once again upright, slowly and steadily retreating to the portal. Okay, I didn't destroy it, but I drew it off. I guess that means third time was the charm. Matter of seconds, the black giant spider reaches the black gate and topples into the churning vortex. At that moment, you suddenly realise an unseen force is drawing you towards the magic gate. The portal, seemingly larger than it was a moment ago, begins to emit a pulsing hum. Suddenly, your eyes are drawn to where Baumgier's body, where Baumgier's body, as if lifted by invisible hands, rises several feet off the floor before hurting across the womb and into the gaping mouth of the portal. Oh, if he's... well, I guess he's lucky he's already dead. 
Although, considering all the stuff that goes around down there, he might not stay dead. Instinct takes over as you valiantly struggle against a powerful, invisible force steadily drawing you closer to the magical gate's churning core. So, I could attempt to free myself from the invisible force or stop struggling against it. You know, I'm going to stop struggling against it because, well, whenever I see a portal, I've always got to go inside. Stop struggling against it. You see struggling against the force that's drawing you steadily again. Steadily closer to the portal. As you're dragged to within just a few feet of the magic gate's inky, churning core, your vision begins to blur and you suddenly feel lightheaded. In the next instance, everything goes black. Your eyes creep open and your blurred sight greets a long, broad, torchlit hall, the end of which stands the towering stone statue of a hideous spider. You stagger to your feet while attempting to clear to clear the muddle of thoughts seemingly bent on preventing you from making sense of your new surroundings. A low, almost reassuring hump behind you immediately garners your attention. You turn you turn towards a sound and relieved to find a large black portal. Identical to the one by which you arrived here, hovering against the f- against the wall near end of the passage. All right, is is that going to be my way out, or will it have will it have monsters gate in to attack me? I guess we'll see. As you stand, as you stand staring at the corridor of the massive spider statue, perhaps a hundred yards away. You suddenly feel compelled to move towards it. Instinct tempers the compulsion you wearing in place, but the urge to begin making your way along the passage seems to grow stronger with every passing second. I'm going to proceed towards the spider statue, but not because you're forcing me to, but because I want to, because I think I might be able to get some loot or fight some bad guys. Proceed towards the spider statue. You've taken only a few steps when a horrific sight suddenly looms out of the shadows gathered at the edge of the passage. Bramgear, his lifeless, wound-riddled body moving in a rigid, jerking motion, staggers into your path, moaning softly. You instinctively assume a defensive stance as the wizened corpse of the village elder stumbles forward, brandishing a long-bladed knife. It's Bramgear, and he's dead. But he's too stupid to stop moving. Begin combat. Bramgear stabs at you with his knife. And I swallop him with my club. And, and down he goes again. 5 XP. You step back from Bramgear's corpse. And watch as two more wizened cadavers stagger out of the shadows on the left side of the passage and move to attack. Each of them wielding an ancient decayed sword. Hold your ground and engage them, of course. I mean, I could flee, but... Sir Crokington never flees! Okay, okay. With a few... With a very few exceptions, Sir Crokington never flees. Hold your ground and engage them. Brandishing its rusted blade, the first of the undead fiends fearlessly attacks. This is a wizened corpse. And now it's going to be a sunken corpse, you know, once I beat it. The undead foe viciously attacks. 
the Walloper, the Smasher, wallops your foe for 30 damage. And it is slain. 5 XP. Staggering over the remainder of his counterpart, the second cadaver moans loudly as it slashes at you with its decayed sword. It's another wizened corpse. The undead foe slashes at you. Your enemy deals you a savage blow for 12 damage. And it's nearly done. Another savage blow for 17 damage. And then it is slain. 5 XP. You step past. Past the remains of the two undead fiends. Only to find yourself confronted by an unexpected and most unwelcome sight. Moving towards you and down the centre of the corridor. It's five functioning legs seemingly close to buckling beneath the bulk of its hideous torso. Is the massive black spider, identified by Bramgear as Carousel, servant of Joath. The fiendish creature, its lower abdomen oozing a thick green ichor, steadily bears down on you. Hold your ground and engage Kassar. Of course, I mean, I could flee, but <laughs> flee? I mean, it's not even. It's not even complete. I've already beat it three times. Great Casal. And move forward and meet the spider's advance, bravely engaging the fearsome servant of a dark, immortal master. Carousel the Fell. Now come on now, you've lost three legs. The spider's stinger stabs into your flesh. As the spider relentlessly attacks you. You've been paralyzed by the spider's venom and be unable to act during the next round of combat and also take 12 damage. Fortunately, uh, um, doesn't, the spider doesn't take advantage of that and just zero damage. As I move on to attacking it regularly. Relentlessly attacks you, stabs, does the sting again, but not paralyzed, thanks to a high body store. And slain. Will it stick this time? 6 XP. You step away from Kurosu's tattered carcass, keen to avoid the torrent of peachered green ichor spilling out of the many wounds riddling the hideous creature. Suddenly, the remains of the massive spider dissolve into a whippling puddle of black liquid that swiftly melts into the floor and vanishes now. Is, is that it finally dying? Or is it just use some sort of shadow magic-y skills to retreat. I guess we'll never know. Anyway, 256 experience to general. Every torch along the passage suddenly goes out, plunging the corridor into pitch darkness. I've got my own torches. Perhaps trust in it was misplaced, says a soft, masculine voice from somewhere in the darkness in front of you. It will not survive to repeat its failure. Though its pur purposeful uses remain numerous. You, on the other hand, are somewhat remarkable. Which is why I've given you a small gift. Do what you will with it. So you discover the item you've been given. Carefully peruse your inventory. The voice was silent for several moments. No, I suppose you desire to leave this place. I cannot fathom such a desire. But I will not begrudge you for possessing it. Yeah. 
What are the items? Now, it's going to be a misc item. Alright. Scrolling down to misc. Alright, and... Granite key, yellow paper. There's some keys. Well, this, this is a severed goblin head. That's new. This is the severed rotting head of a cave goblin. You don't recall ever seeing this gruesome object until it somehow turned up among your possessions. I think that's that's the new item. It also has an encumbrance of one. Right. Guess I'm going to be let out now. The unsettling voice fades away and you suddenly find yourself tumbling headlong through a frigid void. In the blink of an eye, the darkness vanishes and you once again find yourself standing in the meeting house. You turn to examine the portal, only to discover the magic gate is no longer there. Still reeling from the unexpected turn of events, you compose yourself as best as you can before setting off to make known the sinister discovery you made grim scene that unfolded here. You, you only hope that those to whom you make your report aren't in league with the, with the insidious element you'd uncovered at the very heart of Marwain. In the aftermath of the incident of Marwain Meeting House it takes months to sort out and ultimately involves the formation of a new village council. Several of the settlement's most prominent citizens are suspected of conspiring with a small but growing cabal of Kowund, a dark circle which sought control of Barwain's minds, with designs to use the profits to further its sinister agenda. It makes sense. I mean, money is useful for pretty much anything. In all, 11 villagers are accused of having affiliation with the Kowund, as well as various related ill deeds. Five of the accused, following a series of trials, are hanged. The remaining six manage to escape from, from Marwain's makeshift gale and flee into the wilds. The bits and pieces of news that reach you at the Silver Quest headquarters in Twithick, by way of Prithen, fill you with hope for the mining village gruesome chapter in the settlement's history is now closed, clearing a way for the promise of a better tomorrow for those who toil and make their home in Marwain. Late one night, several months after the events in Marwain, the headquarters of Silver Quest in Twithick, Pritham sighs and begins fiddling in earnest with one of his boots. He glances around the room pausing in turn. Turn as his gaze first passes over you, and then Teak, bathed in the flickering glow of the fire, the face of your long-time confederate seems strangely drawn. I think we might do another bit about what happened up in Marway, he says, smiling. I must admit the entire situation, as it unfolded, is quite ghastly. I'm not sure what to make of it all, other than to think that perhaps... Things are becoming a bit dire all over. Teak looks up from the book he appears to be only half-heartedly studying, making a face at Priffin and winks at you. Start with the bit about the spider and the portal, if you would, says Priffin. I believe 
appelait Start with a better about the spider in the portal, if you would, says Britain, oblivious to Teague's silent commentary, and take pride in knowing that my request is at least in part due to your great skill as a yarn spinner, Sir Grogington. One of the best I've ever known. As you conclude what must be the tenth telling of your account of the events that unfolded in Marwain, Briffin nods and again commends you on your handling of the difficult and dangerous scenario. There's no doubt that anyone lesser wouldn't have survived to tell of it, he says, turning his attention to mending one of the straps on his left boot. It's quite remarkable when you think of it, and what will become of it? Will there be any sort of new revelations about the powers of the age in which we find ourselves quite hopelessly wallowing? We're left to wonder at such things, I suppose. Teeks laughs and closes the books he'd been pursuing. A very fine showing, to be sure, says Teek, looking at you and raising an eyebrow. However, let us not forget who supplied you with that lucky little charm. You can laugh at such things, I know. But some around here, I know some around here choose to do so with alarming regularity. But luck isn't to be cast as oh wait, wait there. But luck isn't to be cast aside. There is skill, there is determination, there is face, and then there is luck. I happen to place luck quite high on that list. Before you can respond to Teek's playful le- lecture. Reeks at you and motions with his head in the direction of Pritham, upon whose fixed faces are fixed a broad frown. Please. Please don't stop there, says Pritham, without looking up for his bout. Oh, so very amusing, Teak. We'll all be most interested to hear what other wisdom you have to impart. Unless, of course, what's just been sprouted is the one of it. Teak sighs, smirks, and we opens his book. And that is the end of this adventure, with 512 experience to general, and 64 experience to all skills and powers. And no more adventures have been unlocked with the Silver Quest. So, I mean, that doesn't mean there won't be any more in the future. But for now, for now we are done with that, with that order. So what shall I do now? Hmm. Let's see. I think next. Okay, next time we're going to go to Thane Vale. Because we have a dragon to fight. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurous.